You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello and welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is John Townley and I'm joined by Ashley Priest. Look forward to Aston Villa's trip to Manchester United in the Premier League on Sunday. Ash, are you okay? Yeah, I'm well. Just back from Bodymore. Um, stuffed my face with the chocolate muffins, the sandwiches. I'm, I could even lie down there, John. <laughs> yeah, Emery can't call on me from the bench on Sunday. Let me tell you, um, I'm well. Yeah, looking forward to Sunday. It's one of them, one of the big games, isn't it? The ones you, you look on the fixture list for, and at this time of the season, where the standings are a lot on the line. Yeah, these are the games. You, as a player, you you you, you get up for, don't you? So uh, excited for Sunday. Yeah, and we're in the final five now, aren't we? Which it comes come around really quickly. I remember we were looking at like the last ten or the last twelve only a couple of months ago. So um, yeah, obviously we start with the chance of I think it's like sixty eight years since we last beat United yeah, right. in a season, and something like nearly a hundred years since we beat them back to back seasons away from home, which yeah. is quite sweet. so. That would be a you know what a time to break those records. And again, in a period of where we've got five games remaining, go to United full of confidence, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, mate. Well, we, yeah, we beat them last season. Um, Courtney Hall's header. So that that kind of get to that monkey off your back, I guess. I thought yeah. we was kind of unlucky in the Carabao Cup game in one of Emery's first games as well. Watkins scored a good goal that night. Olsen was quite dodgy, wasn't he? Um, on that evening as well. So, yeah, in his first game, we show we can go toe-to-toe with them and come out on top as well. So, I think it's a good time to play Man United. Collapsed in the week as well. Knocked out of Europe last week as well. So, good time to play them. Late um, firing on all cylinders at all. So, and Villa can go there with confidence in the structure, as Emily likes to call it. Be tough to beat. Um, I think we'll see that back six in operation. From time to time at Man U, try and frustrate the crowd. And you know, we'll get our rewards. I think Watkins is due a goal. He's done a bit of a gold right, any Watkins. So, um, yeah, he's due. But, uh, yeah, why not? He plays like McGinn. Uh, the back two, Cancer and Mings, are playing really well. Martinez, Moreno. If I was in the Villa player in that dressing room, I wouldn't be feeling United at all. And I think we're obviously on. It would be 11, wouldn't it, unbeaten if we were to avoid defeat against United? Um, one, eight, and 10, 26 points out of 30 would be my calculations from that. Right. <laughs> uh, seven clean sheets, two scored in every game. Obviously, that's the perfect blend to go into games thinking you can, thinking you win, especially because we've scored so many goals since Emery's come in. Again, you can't bet against Villa. And even going to a team that is in the top four, obviously, we beat Newcastle 3 0 a few weeks ago. But doing it away from home, you don't sort of fear that we can't translate away from home form because we've proven that we can. Yeah. Um, so that's another sort of, I, I guess, positive looking looking forward to this game that we can go to places like United. I can't remember how many. I know, I know we went to uh, Chelsea, didn't we, last month or yeah. maybe before? But clearly, they're not the team that um, that United are. I don't think we've been to, unless I'm wrong, that we've been to many. Um, Tottenham, we, Tottenham, yeah, City we lost to, but United again, you know, that's a good test of where we are going into the final five games because that is a genuine yeah. um defender to finish third, I suppose. Again, we did it against Newcastle, but going away from home, it's always different, and especially playing at Old Trafford, yeah, exactly that. Um, yeah, like I said, John, Villa shouldn't fear anyone, and they're proving it, they've, they've mixed it with the best of them. You see what Newcastle did last night to Everton in the last two games as well, Newcastle did. 
to Tottenham and Villa, Villa just pumped them as well. So I spoke to Jacob Ramsey in the week and he said that Newcastle game just just filled the dressing room with so much confidence. He said it, it wasn't so much ego, it's, it's so much like the penny dropped. I said, you know what, we're a good team, you know. Got a, got a chance here. It's in our hands. Keep, keep playing, be humble, he said. That's been the message in the dressing room and Emery, Emery, it's the same from Emery. He's, he's not taking anything lightly. It's, it's work, work, work. Just one last push now, five to go. Come on. We've done well. And um, yeah, man, you on Sunday, I'll just say, if I'm a Villa player, I'm, bu- I'm buzzing into that one. Regardless of the last two, I know it hasn't been as great. You was down at Brentford, John. I didn't see much of the Brentford game. There's under the pump a little bit at times. Yeah. But uh, against Fulham, it wasn't vintage, was it? But they got the job done. Some tired legs out there the last 10 days, given what they put into the Newcastle game. So, yeah, big week on the training pitches. Like, a, bit, a bit of rest of recuperation. I know it's the same squad again. We'll come to team news in a minute. But, uh, well, yeah, go again, as I, as Paul Lambert once said. <laughs> do you reckon that on that sort of tiredness and fatigue that we might have seen over the last few games, do you reckon that will almost play into Villa's hands, though? Because we've had, I think it'll be like 48 hours, won't it? So, yeah. on United, obviously, you say they lost a two-goal lead against Spurs. That already is a bit of a... I say advantage, because but you need those small margins, don't you, against the top team? So if we can mm-hmm. have forty-eight hours on them, they've again they've surrendered two goals against Spurs, a Spurs team who collapsed against Newcastle inside twenty minutes. Yeah, that I think Emery will look at, um, and I'm sure he watched the game. You know, he was probably rewinding it on his Sky remote, oh. probably watched it back a few times already. But those little margins, those are things that I think Villa can certainly, um, you know, take enthusiasm from. Yeah, especially with the way Tottenham came back as well. And Man United looked very vulnerable. Yeah. Once they've had a few changes as well. I think Luke Shaw might be at centre-back as well this weekend. Um, yeah, it's not a happy camp, really. Ten hours under, under, under the microscope a little bit. I think United fans are point, pointing the finger at some of his changes he's making in game. So they're not confident at the moment. And Villa can go there and frustrate the crowd, like I've said. And, and make it back um, two wins, back-to-back wins against United this season. It'd be incredible, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'll go on to the uh, injury update <clears throat> from, uh, again, Ashley were at Bodymore earlier. So you have, I suppose they're updates in a way, but there's not too much to uh, sort of update on. Um, no. Kamara, Bailey, Coutinho, I think those are the four. And then obviously Jed Steers out for the season. What are the uh, updates ahead of the game? So he, he said there's no change at all. Some are close. He said Cash is close, but not for Sunday. So I've been told as well, Cash wanted to play this weekend. He's been desperate to wanting to play. But I think the medics have just put the stop on him, saying, "And gone four to go after this one. Want you, want you right um, with some important games to come." Um, he was pushed on Kamara as well. Seen a few Instagram photos of Kamara in a protective boots. You've been fearing the worst. Um, such, such a frustrating season for him on a personal level, Kamara. Um, he was asked, "Was Kamara rushed back too quickly?" He goes, "Yes, yes. He played at Chelsea and felt the same injury. So it's a recurrence of that, that ankle injury. He sustained against Palace, wasn't it? I think." Um, says now we want him fully recovered and be 100% ready for the matches when he returns the time he's been out is normal for his injury next week if everything goes well he can start to train with us and the same with Bailey and Coutinho they can, I think they're yeah. they could be in training next week ahead of that Wolves fixture so um, positive in a way John but uh, you wanted a couple back this weekend for the, for, for the United game but yeah four to go after 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 Sunday Hopefully we see a few back. So frustrating, isn't it? I mean, and we're saying I don't focus on those injured. My my, my purpose now is the group I've got, and he, he pointed to uh, Dindonka coming back in from the cold, and Dindonka's been playing really well. 
He's doing the same puppets, puppets Nancy, hasn't he? And he pointed to him, he's the example. This is what, what you do when you're a squad player. You wait for your chance, you come in, take it, your shirt now. So, um, but he said, yeah, I think I think he's working off what? 13, 14 man squad. He brings on Luca Dean and Troy. They're the two subs he goes to. And maybe Duran if he's feeling adventurous. But um, bare bones, isn't it, John? It really is. And for what he's done, he's pulling up trees at the moment with the squad. He's depleted, but the, the players are putting it all in for him. Bumped into John McGinn in the week as well. He, he said, I'm knackered, man. I'm, I'm knackered. He's, uh, the shifts he's putting in as well. He said, I'm too old for this. But um, it's, it's all under the pump. The, the, the dressing room are, are just coming together. It's really close-knit and it's, yeah, it's, it's great to see. Yeah, I think that is the issue because it's one thing losing a player like Kamara, but then you want them to come back not only to boost the squad, but you, you or I'm fearing anyway that one injury to almost any player in that squad now and we are, well we'd have to start shuffling players around in positions that are not going to be as suitable to as what they've been playing under Emery so far. You know, Watkins injury, that's a, obviously a huge problem. A McGinn injury, any sort of player now, because yeah. it's a, Trey Allray and, and Dean are the only players who are coming on and making, or, or that could make a difference really. Yeah. Um, and they're hardly going to change a game for you anyway. So, Again, it's testament to what Emery's done. But I'm with you. I think Dendonk has been excellent over the last few weeks when he's come in. Um, probably had a, a few man-of-the-match performances, to be honest. And I think Emery said himself that his work, the way that he plays and the way that he works, the, his style, his suits, the squad down, uh, sorry, his system down to the ground, really. And I do agree yeah. with that. Um, but yeah, any of those players, if they can make it for that Wolves game, then brilliant. But those last three games where it's almost like a playoff scenario where you've got Tottenham, yeah. Liverpool and Brighton, um, Obviously, all those teams, you're going to presume one of them, or between us and those three, one's going to have to fall out of that top seven. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a playoff scenario. If you can bring in any of those players, hopefully more than one, into uh, into that you know final three games of the season, that's going to give us a huge boost. And again, at least it's more positive news than Emery suggesting that they're all sort of still a few weeks off because we've only got a month of the season left, so four weeks. But yeah, if yeah. we can get to the final straight, that's going to give us a huge boost, won't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, even if a couple of bodies back, he has confirmed Kamara will play again this season, which is good news. Yeah, those those last three games, John. It's like you say, it's a mini tournament now, and um, Emery's good at them. He's good at tournament tournament style football, and hopefully they can come through at the other end and just get European European football. I take Conference League, snap your hand off for that. Uh, yeah, still representing a massive season under Emery, um, and yeah, hopefully they hopefully they'll do it. Yeah, we'll move on to the, I suppose, the presser element of the uh, of the broadcast section. Um, again, it sort of most weeks now, it's the same sort of questions because Villa seem to be winning every week or just extending their unbeaten run. And it's again, we're yeah. almost looking forward to the final end of the, to, sorry, towards the final games of the season where it's either European qualification or it's not. So there's not too much you can say in between games. But I did like his comments. He, I think he mentioned about um, he's not. Like worried, I say worried. He's not looking towards the outcome of games necessarily. He's just excited to prepare for them, and what will be will be. That sort of mentality, which I like, because it, it kind of gives off a you know we we are under no pressure to get European football again. Fans will be frustrated and a bit disappointed if we don't. Yeah, but we approach each game as singular, 
and take on Man United and prepare for them. You know, I know it hasn't been a whole week, but a few days. Then you've got Wolves a whole week to prepare for. Mm. I back us to beat anyone, really, or compete against anyone if Unai Emery's preparing for those games and is excited to prepare for them as well and is not getting bored about it. <laughs> well, yeah, he's excited the other night after Fulham. He said, uh, Man United next up. And she's just in a smile on his face, Johnny. But yes, really excited. Laptop's yeah. being opened in a minute. We're going to prepare tonight for that one. But uh, he likes the big games. He likes the big stadiums. He likes to put his wits against the best best managers and the best of the best. And Emery certainly certainly one of them. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of preparation's gone into this one. He'd have had them studied last night as well. And and hopefully they come through. He loves pressure. He likes to... He said, if you're at this end of the season, fighting for Europe, it's a good thing. The players should embrace it. The players should want to face up to it and yeah. be excited by the challenge. And yeah, like you say, the pressure's off Villa, really. They should be nowhere near here, should they? Let's be let's let's be frank about it. And um, so yeah, all to play for, and, and yeah, hopefully they, they do it. Yeah, and he uh, he's, he's almost always asked about Champions League as well in every press conference no, too. Everyone. Um, he did say it. I think he said something like it's basically impossible or nearly impossible, which is fine. Like <laughs> I was never <laughs> sort of in the. Uh, <laughs> camp of oh we could get Champions League although if we were to be United obviously that those points are obviously um obviously reduced but at the same time United got games on us so yeah but he did say it's still gonna be very difficult to get uh, Conference League or Europa League too um you know again it's that thing of Villa have come a long way and we'll see what happens but at the same time I don't think anyone in the club isn't thinking of Europe in it. I know that's obvious, but the way he talks about it, Emery, it's very sort of, you know, if we get European football and again, it'll be difficult, but if we don't, then we've made great progress. But I do think there'll be a huge tinge of um, disappointment if we don't manage to do it because we're so yeah. close. And yeah. Yes, Liverpool and Brighton got games in hand, but it, the ball's in our court. We are currently holding sixth and we were in fifth, obviously, for a few days. So, um, yeah, how do you sort of... Uh, I guess, look at Emery's comments in terms of, you know, we won't be disappointed necessarily if we don't get it, but, you know, we'll we'll try our best. Is that the best way to go after it? Or should he be saying, yeah, we can um, qualify and we should be qualifying? How do you sort of... Uh, personally, I think that's a good approach. Yeah, very good approach. I think he's quite relaxed about it. He takes the pressure off the players a little bit. Um, I think he wants to go out and enjoy it. If Europe, Europe's there for you guys, go out, go out and get it. If not, we've done well. I think that's, that's the message. quite relaxed about the situation. Talk to me about the permutations, John. You had a look at them, haven't you? If, if, if Man U win the Europa League and stuff, and I mean the um, FA Cup, I think it does go. It does go down to seventh anyway, doesn't it? For the yeah, conference yes. league, so I think Villa are in a, are in a good place. Yeah, the, literally just for Villa this season, seventh is seventh will get Conference League, six and five will get your Europa League. That's all we need to worry about, basically. Yeah. Um, but it is it's going to be between us, Spurs. I think Liverpool will be top seven anyway probably fifth because of the games they play and they seem to be hitting uh, decent form towards the back end of the season, like Trent's moved into midfield and it's all very sort of, you know, everything's yeah. going well for them. So I would have thought they'd probably finish fifth, but I think it's between us, Spurs and Brighton to be finishing six and seven. Um, I look at it and think Spurs are in trouble because they've got some tricky games, but last night, you know, they show good character as well. So it's it's really difficult. Brighton have got a lot of games on us. I think three of them at the moment. But at the same time, it's like, well, they play four of the top... Well, they play all of the top four. United, Newcastle, Arsenal and City. So it really could go anyway. I think the main thing is as long as we do our bit and we win our games and we get as, as many points as we possibly can, then we can't look back and say it's a disappointment. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. If we were to play um, United and lose, then we 
couldn't get the result we want against Wolves and then those final three games of the season we come into it and we're in sixth still and we don't get what we want and we finish eighth that will be this you know disappointing in terms of where we are now if you look at the whole season obviously it wouldn't be but the teams that we've got with us that's not a Tottenham side that everyone's going to think we'll be getting top seven some of them thinking they're going to be outside the top seven so it's a huge opportunity um and yeah we'll listen we'll see what happens but um yeah, top seven. Seventh is the only way that we can uh, get Conference League, six and five, Europa League. Yeah, um, Sunday, Sunday as well, John. Liverpool, Tottenham, Sunday after our yeah. game. Yeah, Sunday. Brighton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Brighton play. Uh, Wolves tomorrow. Wolf, yeah, block Brighton as Wolves. So, again, it's going to chop and change a lot, but hopefully not so much for us as long as we can continue our momentum. Those teams that are playing each other or whatever results they're having, that can happen in the background as long yeah. as we're doing our bit. You know, you, you would have thought that would be a sort of, uh, to be honest, a lot of outsiders as well from different podcasts I've been listening to. They're all saying that, oh, yeah, I think Villa will be nailed on for a top seven finish. I'm not in that camp just yet because I do think anything can happen with Spurs. Spurs could get the results they need because <laughs> look at the squad. Same with Brighton. They've been terif- terrific all season. And if they win half of their games, they'll finish above us no matter yeah. what we do. So, yeah, it's difficult. I think as long as you go into those final three and you can get results against Spurs and Brighton, there you go, because that's three points on the, the two teams who you would have thought are going to be with us. Um, we'll go on to the predicted 11 quickly. Yeah. I mean, again, there's not much to say about it. I guess it's going to be unchanged. Um, maybe the, maybe there's a decision to make. Ah, actually, no, I don't think there is. So there's, you say it's Traore and um, Luca Dean are the only players mm. who you thought come into the team. And I can't see any changes from the team that played against uh, Fulham. Can you ask? Can't really. No, I think it'll stick with Moreno at left back as well. I think he has gone with Dean a couple of times away from home at Everton, rings a bell early on. But given Moreno's form and the threat he carries, and Man United's vulnerability at the moment at the back, I think Moreno starts. So, yeah, I think it'd be same 11. See how much we got in the tank. And he, he tends to make them change, doesn't he? Luca Dean for Moreno on the hour, 70 minute mark. And he gives Troy a run, hopefully, to be the match winner. So, yeah, I think it'd be as you were. Um, tomorrow and no qualms with that I think the only maybe if there's going to be a change maybe you're looking at Ashley Young potentially dropping out just because of we played so many games and maybe Conte goes right back Carlos comes into the middle but I can't see it just because we've kept so yeah. many clean sheets why change a winning formula um, but if tiredness is an issue which again as you mentioned earlier the last two games maybe have been a sign of that mm. um, maybe that's the only change but I can't know you would presume with that. That's going to be the starting eleven until the end of the season, unless Kamara makes um, yeah. a return in the last three games. You would have thought. I, I can't see that being changed at all. Um, we've gone to the predictions and Ash to finish the show. Yeah, I think United have lost one game all season, which <laughs> so at home, of course, one yeah. game at home all season, which is a <laughs> yeah. I, I was I did have a, a sort of hint of a um, maybe we could go there and nick a win, but. I mean, yeah, we can, but looking at that, it's going to be difficult. I think we can get a point, though, for sure. Um, yeah. They have collected the most points at home, apart from City and Arsenal, United have this season. So it will be difficult. But again, I think it's a very good time to play them. So I'll say 1-0. One 1-0. All. One all. Like a 2-1 Villa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still the line. I think 2-1 Villa. Yeah. yeah. And um, going to the last final four, full of momentum then. Steamrolling to Wolves next week, and yeah, this is massive on Sunday. It gives us another springboard if we get a result there. Even a draw, I think even a draw, it keeps that momentum, jump unbeaten yeah. run streak going. 
proving you can go to Old Trafford and get a result and play well and do good things there, given, given that there'll be that, that there'll be a reaction from them. I'm sure they will under Ten Hag, given given last uh, last night's collapse. So yeah, um, Manu will be up for it, but I think Emery's game plan and the way they're set up away from home, okay, he waved a little bit at Brentford last week, but I think against these bigger teams, Villa have done really well. Uh, Tottenham's the example of New Year's Day. Uh, Chelsea as well. I know Chelsea are not with the like now, but yeah, I fancy Villa win, sneaking it 2-1. Yeah, it, again, it would be huge for the uh, for the outlook on the season. That would uh, obviously wouldn't guarantee European football, but if we were to win that game, that is some statement moving into the final four. Um, I think even getting a draw, to be honest, would just would do the same. And then you've got Wolves, which will be a, def- uh, a difficult game. I think they're in the mm-hmm. top six from the time Lopetegui took over and they've yeah. got a good record, I believe. So that won't be easy either. But again, if you can get to those final three and you've got Tottenham, Tottenham at home, which is obviously going to be a huge game. Uh Liverpool away, very difficult. But then on the final final game against Brighton, if we need to win that game or get a point or whatever it may be, I back us to do it in front of home fans. Yeah. Um, I don't know how Brighton are going to cope with losing that FA Cup semi-final. Obviously, the, the first game they've played, they've lost against Forest. So, who knows? Maybe by the time that game comes around, it won't be the big game that everyone expects and we might already have European qualification almost sewn up and it just depends mm-hmm. where we finish in the top seven. Um yeah, that'll do us for today. Thanks for uh, hopping on, Ash. I know you're very busy with pre-match stuff ahead of the weekend. Uh, we'll have a video, I think, on Saturday, whenever you're watching this. So I, think, I think Saturday we'll, we'll have a video too. And then on Sunday, obviously, a post-match uh, show as well. So cheers, everyone. Cheers, everyone. For, yeah, cheers, everyone I'm talking to. Cheers, everyone for, for watching and enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your thoughts and comments. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.